Welcome to the podcast after the podcast. This is Short Rest. Welcome to Short Rest, everybody. Unbutton that top button. I'm your direct messenger. Nope, sorry. Just regular old Brian Murphy. Uh, But I am here with Gorth's best friend, Hard One (laughs) Shorefoot. Damn right you are. But also Jake Hurwitz, and Gorth probably doesn't like me or know me. Nope, he doesn't like you at all. We've got Paris's best friend, though, Moonshine Sybin. Yeah, I am. It's true. I'm here. Oh, wait, no, it's Emily. But I am Paris's best friend. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. And then, um, unfortunately, not enough manticore to go around. Nobody's best friend, Beverly Togold. Wow. Um, I'm Caldwell Tanner, actually, and I've got at least mm, two friends. (laughs) But he said best. He said best friends, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay, so back to zero. Uh, So me and Bev, similar. Hmm. So three other co-hosts on the show, only Uh two friends. Don't tell us which ones. Whoa, (laughs) drama. This is my manticore riddle. (laughs) Wow. Oh, man. That manticore scene... Uh, we were talking about it just before we started recording, but Calder was saying that that could have gone on for hours. Just it really I, could have. The it's it's very funny because we all know that riddle. Yeah, but it's I <laughs> we don't remember exactly what the answer to it was, which is I think mm-hmm. you need to ask one of them what they would say about the other one. That was definitely probably one of those frustrating podcast moments where someone was sitting at home being like, it's this, it's this, just say this. And then yeah. we were like, ha, yeah. ha, what is it? Hmm. But through- yeah, Somebody like, somebody yeah. had just watched Labyrinth and had yeah. it like fresh in their mind. There, Yeah, through razzing though, you guys knew which one was telling the truth and which mm-hmm. one was uh, telling telling the sweet lies. Also just demeanor, right. you know? Yeah. Definitely. It's a little easier to suss out. Yeah. I do like the, the flavoring though, because normally it is just like, I only tell truths and I only tell lies, but this was sweet lies and harsh truths, which was like, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, that was nice. Honeyed words. I, I, you know what? I could use more honeyed words in my day to day, to be love, honest. Love a sweet lie. I wish people would sweetly <laughs> lie to me more often because, I, you know, I'm a human. Leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't much care for a bitter truth. No thanks. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was great though. At one point, um, you guys were try. Caldwell and Emily were wondering why Gorth was being so mean, and Caldwell was like, "Maybe they take turns lying." And Jake was <laughs> yeah. like, "No, he's just he just wants us to die for some reason." <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think the kind of running theme of this entire arc is we forget that we're in hell. Yeah, yeah right. That's <laughs> yeah. true. But you know, you can make a paradise out of anything. That's true. Amen. You guys That's... Yeah, you guys freed freed some people in the first level of hell, which you really love, which you've brought up to several people how much you <laughs> how much you like it. That's really funny. It is like us like it is like us like being in another country like let's say we were in like Japan and we were just like <laughs> in Tokyo just being like, But have you guys been to Osaka? Holy shit, yeah. it's so great there. It's like it's like falling in love with the first place on a road trip. Yeah. <laughs> and then just like we never letting it here. go. <laughs> we should just live here. Well, that is true. That's what me and Jake say literally every place that we do a show. <laughs> me and Jake are always That's like, true. should we like move here? <laughs> yeah, like two hours in, y'all have already busted out the Zillow. You're already like sharing <laughs> links on the group chat with like yeah. houses. 
<laughs> it's just like, yeah, what if you, this you guys should. Podcast house. What if you we should see my, my saved homes in Pittsburgh? I think I, I have a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh. A lot of beautiful homes there. Yeah. Um, when we when we d- d- go and do a show in a cool city, me and Caldwell are like, wow, we should do another show here, or maybe we should do like a weekend here. Where we do two shows, and you guys are like, let's buy property. Well, no, no, no. It's like let's live here. Right. Yeah. yeah. Let's you heard put it down here roots. First. Uh, Jake and Emily desperately want to be landlords. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of true. It would be awesome. Actually, it would be terrible. My friend was a landlord in, um, in well, technically high school, but uh, also Wait, in... Also, well, his dad was a landlord, and then oh. he inherited a property, but his dad gave him, like, a really bad property. So, like, all he did was just, like, go to court all the time. Oh, no. That's so <laughs> sad, too. Slum lo- I aspire to be a, a slumlord. In, yeah, uh, he was. He was making the most of suburbs. it. He was trying to do it with empathy, but honestly, it was a really bad property to inherit. That's yeah, much less do? cute than what I thought. I thought your friend was a kid landlord. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the kid that owned a baseball team. Remember that movie? Yeah. Oh, that Not, was a movie. I thought that was a real life thing. I was about to be really was, impressed. Not was, Ricky was Little Year, Big the other one. It, there were two movies where like one kid, one kid just like owned, was the manager of a ba- of a baseball team because mm-hmm. his grandpa gave it to him. Huh. Oh, and then I, I another kid who was just a pitcher. All right, like, you're talking one? about yeah, rookie of the year, rookie is, of the year, and little big league. There you go. Okay, <laughs> I see. I yeah, see. little big big league. Yeah, there was there was a real run of of movies in the '90s that just made a made a ton of money. That was just what if a kid had a job? <laughs> <laughs> what if a kid had all the money he could possibly ask for? Yeah, well, they hadn't invented superheroes yet, so they had to do wish fulfillment a lot more simply. Uh, I wonder if people used to be really jaded like they are now, like being like, yeah, you can't get a movie made unless there's a freaking kid boss in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unless Macaulay Culkin is beating up a man. Yeah. <laughs> or a dog's throwing a fucking football. How, how do I get anything green? Yeah, we need, either, we need either, either a dog or an, a 12-year-old white boy who plays baseball. <laughs> we could maybe get away... With a most valuable primate, or perhaps a chimpanzee <laughs> that checks into a hotel. Oh, I was just gonna say, Dunstan checks in. With I don't know if Dunstan checks in. Uh, checks did well? In. Did did it check in well at the box office? Um, I don't know if it checks out. I don't know yeah. if Dunstan checks, I, uh, in, checks out. I know that I only ever rented it, but I definitely rented it on more than one sleepover occasion. Yeah. God, there's gonna be egg on my face if it turns out it did poorly at the box office. Uh, <laughs> I did. I had so, no. It made it made forty eight billion domestically. <laughs> My God. Uh, it's acquired a terrible cocaine habit. It, yeah. It destroyed the economy. That's, <laughs> it came out in 2008. Uh, I, I saw I saw Dunstan checks in in, um, is it Dunstan or Dunstan? Dunstan. Dunstan. <laughs> I saw Dunstan checks in in the most shitty kid way you possibly can, which is my parents were buying a Toyota Camry and... <laughs> I sat in like the kids' room and watched Dunst- oh, Dunstan checks in oh, with no. my sister. That shows you how miserable a process buying a car is. You watched, but an what a practical, movie. what a practical whip! I love yeah. that they went away with the Camry. Just a nice, <laughs> a nice, sensible sedan. Yeah, I mean, it's be- Yeah, it's better than a Corolla. Not as good as not um, as good as an Avalon. Yeah, no. <laughs> And you did get to watch Dunstan checks in. And I in, got so. to watch Dunstan checks in. I don't remember any of it. 
pretty good day. You know, it might have even just been Mighty Joe Young. That was another <laughs> gorilla movie. I thought that, that was a more one with like a more adult flavor. Yeah, I think Mighty Joe Young was just uh, just kind of a regular gorilla who lived in a city. Maybe yeah. I think he didn't go to a hotel. I'm thinking he might have had regular adult friends. <laughs> I think I think that might have been sort of a King Kong meets Wait, is, Dunstan yeah. checks is Rampage, in. Rampage in Rampage does that gorilla just check into a hotel or does he like just <laughs> I'm trying to Oh, remember. he checks in <laughs> and he trashes the place. Yeah. <laughs> but he does formally check in first. <laughs> he checks in and then the um the room they give him, he destroys just that room. Yeah. Okay, y'all. I think it's time for us to Operation Dumbo drop back into the the DM okay. conversation. Okay. Well Good done. Call. Nice. Thank you so much, my friends. Uh, The plot of this episode, of course, uh, was inspired by Operation Dumbo Drop and and Dunstan checks in. Have we parachuted out of planes yet? No. We jumped. We were in the. We were like in the blimp. Dirigible? Yeah, we were in the dirigible. But we jumped out of a plane in Trinavale. Oh, that's that's true. Motorcycles. we, we We did Dumbo Drop. Yeah, <laughs> there's been one successful Dumbo drop okay. uh, in the history of the podcast. Interesting. Yeah. But you did a, a very unassisted drop at the beginning of this episode, Emily uh, Moonshine. Yes, uh, you got to turn into a bird mm-hmm. and you built a nest. Yes, I well did. <laughs> oh, yes, I tried to strike up a relationship with the manticore. It's like you meet a mystical beast and you're like, okay, well, you are a part beast, right? I'll be able, as a druid, I'll be able to um, work with you. But I don't. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the illusion that the manticore harbored any beastly desires. I don't think that he cared about the nest. No, uh, the the manticore is a monster. He's not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I he's not. He's not Dunstan. I was more so saying that that's the druid's <laughs> folly to see right. wings and to see and to think it's an animal. Right. Yeah. It's more of a yeah, it, less of a Dunstan and more of like a dog that knows how to play basketball. It has some skills, but it's still a dog. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, interestingly enough, um, fast forwarding to when you guys met Alanis, Caldwell mm-hmm. had actually predicted this. Uh, Weeks ago, I think it was on oh. a short rest when we were talking. Oh. Uh, you guys were trying to decide what was up with Alanis when she was going into the portal, mm. and Caldwell mm-hmm. had said that he thought Alanis was just pretending to be uh, under Theola's influence and uh, had not actually acted uh, under her influence. Wow. I, I have to say a secret feeling, which is that I was secretly... As a, not as Moonshine, as mm. Emily, I was secretly hoping Alanis was going to be evil. Really? Just because that would really fucking make things, it would turn my world upside down. Yeah. You know? I, so there mm-hmm. was like a part of it that was like, that is going to be like insane. Which is not to say, obviously I loved what happened, but I guess that there was like a dark side of me that was curious yeah. about how that would feel. There was a the vertigo so feeling, out. right? I'm trying to. Has there been a character that we liked that fully turned on us like that? I feel like most of the bad guys we've like have been posed as good, but we sort of 
dislike them. I mean, Galad. There was that. There was that right. episode I hated where Galad. there was that episode <laughs> where Old Cobb kills Mima in front of us. Oh wait, that right. hasn't happened yet. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's oh, just, right. just no, kidding. Yeah, that's in the that's in the docket. <laughs> <laughs> we batch record these, so I guess that's yeah. in five episodes. I that's, think that's the like Christmas special. Yeah, I think now. episode the canon Christmas episode <laughs> is uh, Mima and Erlen are killed. Uh, right. And as Old Cobb kills Erlen, he looks at Beverly and says, "I don't forgive you. I'll never." <laughs> forgive you <laughs> the moment you did it to me i i was no longer attracted to yeah, you yeah <laughs> i consider i i can i considered myself dead that day so Erlen's, this isn't even a murder you Erlen's already last... you already killed me <laughs> <laughs> old cop is doing this but it was actually you who did this i'm Erlen's already last dead canon line erlin's last canon line in the show is merry christmas bitch <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I had I had considered having a. Oh well, yeah, did it did it cross your mind? Yeah, well, or, I don't I don't want to give too much away because okay, obviously okay. there's a lot of things at work here, and Alanis is despite you know a like despite doing big info dumps where she does tell you guys a bunch of stuff, she mm-hmm. does have a kind of. Uh, you know, classic Gandalf quality of just yeah. kind of telling you what she feels like telling you, yeah. doing things on her own when she feels like doing it. And, yeah. you know, I I justify that by her being um, a pothead. Yeah. It, uh, also, <laughs> if like she... like scatterbrained? Yeah, she's a little scatterbrained. But, I, like, it's also for the best that she wasn't evil because if she had been evil, like... It would have kind of rewritten everything that had happened, you know. And then right. we would, then you, if you went back and listened to like the story about Balnor, it would suddenly be like, oh, yes, that was done yes, by an evil I, person. Exactly. So when, yeah, when I'm trying to, be, because I, I, obviously, you know, people people can sit there and be like, I've got everything outlined and I've got everything plotted out when they're when they're planning a D campaign, but I I don't. I purposely keep hmm. things vague, and then if I come up with a cool idea then I'll kind of go with it. So with Alanis, she was a little too fleshed out and had a few too many things for there to be, you know, some huge twist involving her. Um, She could still have ulterior motives or whatever, but she can't just be straight up like evil. I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Because why would she have done the stuff with Balnor? Why would she have done any of that stuff? Yeah. The ill said stuff was easier to do a twist there because I purposely kept him as just this vague necromancer. And then as you guys were going into the Hellfire Chronicles, I was kind of like, okay, time to build out ill said. They have no personal relationship with him. The relationship with Akarat is much more personal. It's better to make to build him up and make him kind of a bigger big bad than to just be like Ilsid is Akarat but bad but bad. <laughs> Ilsid's uh, backstory was so sad. It was so yeah. Harry Potter. I, I pictured it so Harry Potter. It was definitely as someone who loves Harry Potter, I was all about it. Yeah, he's like S- Snape, but worse but yeah. like didn't get to do anything cool <laughs> just had his body taken over <laughs> it was uh, it was very very powerful and i'll give you a quick rose for urdan because like it was very cool to see like even though urdan's not a main character it was cool to see like where his being like where his being um kind of like the beta to lucanus yeah like yeah. Oh, that you. he had like this this fall where he where like to- like this that trauma like shaped the rest of his life and you're like oh like you 
I don't know, you feel retroactively really terrible for him. Yeah. yeah. It's like if there was two Snapes and one yeah. of the Snapes was even worse. <laughs> yeah. Snape I, and Snarp. I was kind of trying to set it up so you guys would think that the twist was going to be that Erdan was bad. Oh, I absolutely did. I think yeah. you could pro- you even hear me like in the podcast yeah. when you say Erdan, I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, we have to go, we have to go back. <laughs> we stop have to go stop back. the movie. Bubbles, we have to kill Erdan. Bubbles is not safe. <laughs> <I get> it. <laughs> and that right, don't worry, Lotus. I get it, I get it, I get it. I gotta go kill Erdan. <laughs> and we just left Erdan in charge of everything. Yeah. That would have been very bad, yeah. <laughs> we get back and the water park is closed. Ah, or <laughs> it's or it's open, but instead of water, it's running with blood. <laughs> oh, now that would be cool. Caldwell would like that. Beverly would not. Yeah, that's <laughs> some that's some Shadowfell stuff right there. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this was such a big fun dump. It was like really cool to bring Akarat back as his own dad. <laughs> like I feel yeah. like yeah, or my own dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was my own dad all along. <laughs> it's the like I don't has anyone done that twist? That's a very fresh twist. <laughs> and it like makes sense somehow in a very stupid silly way. It like makes sense thematically for the show. I think you mentioned in the episode that like he did that specifically to lure Beverly in as like a, you know, right. like a patriot. <laughs> Well, he's not his own dad. He didn't give birth to him. So he didn't. He didn't impregnate someone. The son is the dad. He's not. The son is the dad. Wait, I can't operate on this person. He's my son. Solve the riddle. The son is the dad. <laughs> I can't operate on this person. I'm his son. I'm his son. <laughs> so you're saying he didn't give birth to himself. And you don't want to describe that graphically in the next episode. That riddle is just based on people's sexism, right? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Riddle, yeah. Yeah, the riddle is just like you won't guess that it's what is what is the actual riddle? The doctor, the doctor is his. The, oh, the uh, the the doctor is his mother because mm-hmm. like there's a car accident, the dad dies, the kid goes to the hospital, and the the doctor says, "I can't operate on this boy. He's my son." And right. everyone's like, oh, it's uh, he's got to be like adopted or something. A, and there's two. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way that a doctor is a woman. A, yeah. I don't a think baffling, I've ever heard that. A baffling riddle in 1994. <laughs> uh, you tricked me, you fuck. <laughs> if you I'm said that person. If you said that to a kid, if you said that to a kid right now, they would instantly solve it and be like, well, what is the matter with you? What dark age? <laughs> what dark age did you grow up in? <laughs> what the fuck? I've seen Dad's anatomy, you what sexist does that mean? pig. <laughs> It's the mom, obviously. What the fuck are you saying? The dad is the son. I'm nine. I understand. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was really good to see Alanis again, honestly, especially now that we know she's not evil. (laughs) Yeah. That was a relief. Yeah. If you guys just walked into a trap and Alanis, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, you guys haven't had a long rest in a while. You earned not being backstabbed. Yay. Yeah. It is also nice... um, that Alanis has become like the exposition deliverer in a, in a way. Uh, like she's got that cauldron that we look into and it, it, it gives me the same experience as when you're playing a video game and like it switches to like the full motion video cutscene, and you're like, yeah. ah, I can yeah. take it easy. 
Yeah, I, do, I always get excited when there's like kind of when it's st- when it's like just story big time. character story time. I'm like, yeah. yeah, dude, tell me. I'm so curious. In the room, Murph know. always dims the lights and hands out juice packs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he massaged me during the story. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get I get my lotions. I let everyone pick their own lotion, and uh-huh. then yeah. I wear I wear a headset mic and I rub everyone and down. Walks around with various oils. You uh, dripped you dripped hot candle wax on my back during yeah. that story, which I yeah. thought was cool. Yeah, you like for it to hurt a little bit. So with you, I yeah. get a little nastier. Uh-huh. I like to feel something. Yeah. <laughs> Murph did a full Reiki healing session to me. Yeah. It was great. Wow. Yeah, called while I up. treat nice and tenderly. Um, em- Emily likes it kind of in the middle. So I just uh-huh. massage, I massage her with the hot wax. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's great. That is yeah. really cool. Yeah. It's very I nice. I that. Mm-hmm. Until she has just a crusty shell of, of, of wax. And then I'm rebirthed from it. <laughs> yeah. You give birth to your own daughter. Yeah. And all of the, yeah, you. all of the crinkling sounds you hear during the uh, episode this week, that is Emily mm-hmm. um, coming out of an egg of oh, wax. It's, yeah. Wait, it's were cool there a bunch you... of crinkling sounds? No. no. Oh, yeah. I thought, because I know, I, didn't I have a cough for these episodes? Oh, yeah, but that does that just sounds like, Coughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, gotcha. It doesn't sound like yeah. Emily being My birthed. crinkly cough sounds like a cough? <laughs> no, you, uh, no, it just sounds like a cough. You do, now that we're so late in the um, game, you have so many spells now that you have a binder, so you can, if you listen closely, sometimes hear the turning of binder pages as you try to figure out how to fuck me. Don't hate. <laughs> I love my binder. I love my spells. Drown me in spell cards is where, how I feel myself. That's a good foley, though. <laughs> We should get you like uh, a binder that does look like an old spell book. It's got like leather covers. I went or for like one that. of those. Mine is like it's kind of leather. It was like the the most like um, it was the most like weathered looking binder I could find yeah. because there's really slim pickings when it comes to <laughs> binders. Cool binders, that are, yeah. yeah, yeah. Binders by definition, not yeah. a very like cool three ring binders. Instrument. It's just hard to find something that anyone gets creative with. <laughs> mm. What's the most rings you could have on a binder? I'm going to oh. say four. Yeah, <laughs> four I think any, ones. any more than four, so like you you're just not whole punch compatible. I'm going six. Oh. Yeah. I, I think love- you I've seen binders that have like eight. Really? Holy shit. Like weird like weird legal binders. Okay. Oh, All right. <laughs> maybe they need to be more when they're that when they're stocking that much paper. I'll ask yeah. Papa. Papa, how many rings are in your binders? <laughs> Okay, he said three. <laughs> three, standard. Well, that's how many claws he has. He just pokes it himself. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, guys, I just looked up on Etsy, and there is a... <laughs> there's a six-ring binder. Holy okay. shit, I was right. Wow. Called it again. Right, Man, then. I am... It's $11,000. <laughs> <laughs> it Lord. says one of a kind, and you can tell they mean it. <laughs> you got to make your own one. paper. <laughs> Let's do a six-ring binder uh, giveaway. <laughs> that's the merch that's the uh that's this month's uh merch club actually uh, it doesn't have any nadpod branding on it at all have we ever thought of doing like okay i know we have no custom spells but like custom spell cards okay there's oh. no such thing we don't have any custom spells wait no isn't zealous trance custom a custom spell or it's like a custom ability it's just like, yeah it's just a um uh, I yeah, it's just a skill. I guess uh-huh. we have we Is have items. From we could do yeah, item we do cards item or something. Cards. Ooh, I mean, yeah. I guess the more realistic thing to do is just to make an actual campaign book or something like yeah. that. Yeah, but maybe that's a, fair. 
Yeah, or like a small insert or like a zine, honestly, could be fun. Maybe like a little like magazine or something, something like a digest size. Oh, uh, we can cool. almost do, ooh, maybe we do like a starter set, but oh. uh, just like a moon, Moonstone starter ooh. set or something. That's really fun. fun. That'd be so cool. That's fun. That's oh, man. Fun. I don't know why I, uh, oh, I guess um, uh, I was going to say I don't know why I thought of this, but I do know why mm-hmm. I thought of it. I've been replaying The Witcher. And Are you a witcher? I am a witcher. Are you a um, And the uh, Witcher has a tabletop RPG. So oh, I, I want to play it so bad. thinking about possibly running that in between campaigns. Whoa. Uh, and that's cool. like the Witcher world is pretty big, so it wouldn't be like one of us is playing Geralt. We would be playing like other Witchers. Actually, uh, yeah, Jake you... demands to play Geralt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, I'll. I mean, someone will play Geralt. <laughs> it's, it, it's Geralt, you freaking noobs. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh shit, sorry. Yeah, Geralt is from Fire Emblem. Three uh, Houses, I just want to say for mistake. the record, I said it correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play uh, Gerald. I want to play <laughs> Jerry. Play Gerald the Witcher. Can I play Geraldine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to play Jello. <laughs> These are uh, Geralt's three brothers. <laughs> um, but a- as you read the classes, because the you know the Witcher world is cool, but what's cool about the Witcher world mostly is the Witchers. Yeah. So as as I'm as I'm looking through some stuff about the game, it's like you could be a mage or a priest or a Witcher. I'm just like I'm gonna be a fucking Witcher. <laughs> oh, I know it'd be really hard not to be a Witcher. It's the Jedi problem. Yeah. Like anytime you have a like a Jedi game or tabletop situation, like everyone wants to be a Jedi. Yeah. That's the best thing. No, I wouldn't be a Jedi. I guess what you'd would be you a, be? I don't know enough about Star Wars to say. I'd be a Wookiee, <laughs> man. I just want to be big, big, strong, tall, and hairy. I think I'd be a swamp monster. They're, they have that oh, in Star Wars. That's Yoda. Uh, yeah, I, I would be Yoda. He's a Jedi. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Gotcha. Wow. Wow. You got you got to <laughs> I guess dude. I just take a your point. You, you gave birth to yourself. You know what? what are you doing? <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. Yeah, what class would you say Yoda was, huh? <laughs> Small, swamp monster. Jesus. <laughs> I Murph, already you're said like, offer, swamp Murph. monster. <laughs> you're massaging too hard, Brian. <laughs> Birth yourself from the wax. <laughs> um, Birth yourself. But uh, my other my other thought was either we can play like a, a short Witcher campaign proper, mm-hmm. or uh, there's a very fun Witcher quest that gave me the idea for a short campaign. It'd oh. probably be like a five or ten episode thing, but one of the things that happens in The Witcher is there's a serial killer, and it's very fun Ooh. to hunt a like Jack the Ripper type serial That's killer really in like fun. a medieval town. That's yeah. awesome. And, I mean, yeah. I know we played that level, but the idea of playing that ass like a table, because yeah, then you, there's almost like a mystery Yeah, you guys being like it. level three... Uh, I, like one of you could be be a rogue, be kind of like a detective. One of you guys can be Witcher. a knight or something. Yeah, we can yeah. do sort of, uh, you know, uh, kind of make our own Witcher. Three class. Witchers are bust. Three Witchers are bust. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one Triss. Yeah. <laughs> what if we did triple Triss? <laughs> oh my god, I, I would play Triss. We're a Yennefer. We're a Yennefer family. Yeah, we are a Yennefer family. Mur- since Murph's been replaying, we have a chance to finally make things right with Yennefer. Yeah, because unlike we... last, unlike last <laughs> year when we played all of The Witcher and we wanted to, we uh, try to have sex with everyone. <laughs> with everyone. I remember that. Usually I remember. to show Jake to show Jake a sex. Scene. You got- 
It was like 3 a.m. I was drunk on whiskey. We're just like trying to fuck. <laughs> we, had to, we had to be such desperate fuck boys. We had to tell am... her that we loved her and not oh, to get did. on a ship and it leave. It was so bad. And we but did. you know what? We lived we with those consequences. And we lived with those consequences. Because, and it uh, was worth it yeah. for me. I, lo- I really enjoyed my time. <laughs> I'm buying Jake a flight on the Moonstone card. Uh to your house so that he can mess up your sex decisions no! again. <laughs> this 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 time around, all Yennefer. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna mess this up again. <laughs> this time Is around, it? we are a one mage household. Yeah. When, How often? At, uh, yeah, at the <laughs> end of the game, chance? when I when I beat the uh, last expansion, I got. I, I got a cottage in this wine country, and Tris moved in with me. <laughs> just, I can't, I can't get rid of her. <laughs> we so want Yennefer. Bring Man, back Yennefer. It's just so funny to picture the like Thomas Paine movie, but set in the Witcher universe, <laughs> just sideways. But it's Geralt like wishing he was with another woman. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. Me and Emily pant. At, after after everything happened while Jake was there, there were so many times when we would be sitting there doing dialogue trees with Tris, trying, trying to, to get, get her to not like us. Relationship. But after you tell her you love her, she becomes too chill. Yeah, and I get every, it. Yeah, <laughs> just you know, love love makes you a complacent yeah, person. Yeah, every you know? rude thing we said was like some somehow like a fun cheeky thing that she just was like fine with. Yeah, she loved it. yeah, we would make care. Yeah, yeah, it gave you as like a, a sad ending. He just like retires with a woman that you that you sort of hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so that's how we quote unquote won The Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also screwed up in, in another big way, which is that uh, there's this like rebellion that you're supposed to help out with. That's a very important side quest where you help take out this king who um, does genocide, oh, no. essentially, if you don't stop him. And I oh, just boy. went too far in the game without doing the side quest. So just <laughs> the the Witcher fascist awful guy became like the leader of the world. Um, oh, yikes. But I saved Siri, so that's something. We also played. We also played uh, a lot with wearing this stupid masquerade mask. And <laughs> oh, Murph I was, was like, "It's that. actually making it less fun for me to play." And it, I made him keep it on for the longest time. Yeah. So now you'll get I, to enjoy those. Yeah, Emily told me she would more. divorce me if I took the mat. Uh, if I took the cat mask off of Geralt. It I was, I was so funny. I believe I was staying. I was there when, at least when you started wearing the we mask. Had, yeah. We had. We had. We st- we initiated that sex with the mask on. Yeah. yeah, we did. It was awesome. <laughs> but then it was so funny, like seeing like all these lofty quests later, where we're having like really dramatic exchanges with people, and then suddenly like remembering that we're still wearing the mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a similar uh, romantic failure in a game I was playing. I was playing that Fire Emblem game, and the whole idea is that you're like a professor at this uh, school for like princes and nobles and like ladies who are being trained in the arts of war. Um, And they call you a professor, but you're like four years older than everyone else, which (laughs) is so that when the time skip happens in the game, it's okay for you to fuck your students. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh And I was like, oh boy, like I'm going to have my pick of the litter, like all of these like young, brave kings and queens. And I will like bed my favorite uh, and then at the end of the game, the only option I got was fucking Hubert. 
<laughs> What's wrong with Hubert? He's like a goth anarchist that hates everybody and like his Sounds main great. goal. He, he's like, I thought that he was going to open up and become a big softie, but like up until the end, he was like, I will like slither in the shadows and eliminate those who oppose the queen. And it's just like, man, I'm your second choice. Like he's clearly got it so hot for the empire, the emperor, the empress. Uh, mm. And like, I'm just like the sloppy seconds he's getting. It's no good. Uh. Well, how did you mess? How did you mess up and end up with Hubert? I sp- yeah. I went to tea too many times with him. Oh, <laughs> I can understand though a goth who says he's gonna slither in the shadows. Yeah, I'm yeah. inviting him to tea. Mm-hmm. I was just hoping there was a little bit more there, and that like maybe he would realize that he was never gonna get it on with Edelgard, and like maybe he would settle for me. Uh, but no, it turns out I was I was fooled. I should have spent more time with Linhart or Caspar. You know, I, <laughs> I'm a fucking chump, and I deserve the the fate that I got. <laughs> Is is sex the best part of video games, or is there other good stuff? <laughs> no, it's kind Jumping's of just pretty like cool. it's. I honestly think the best part is like just the stories in between. The sex yeah. is kind of just something stupid that you can laugh at. That being said, you know some of the graphics are very erotic. I could see someone getting really turned on by them, but there's something about the, the way uncanny they always, valley. It, it yeah. always gives me yeah. a giggle. It's also yeah. It's really nice because with Emily, the scenes are very funny, and so we like pursue them together. If you have, uh, you know, a partner or something who doesn't play the video games, they just walk in, and you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) and you're just fucking someone in this video game, and it's all weird. If I like didn't know about video games, I just walked in. I I might be really you'd be like, what is wrong with you? Especially because they're like, nothing to me. I'm winning. I think I'm winning. Swear to God, I think it's funny. It's it's fucking I'm wearing a mask. It's funny. I just want Gerald to be happy. <laughs> that I mean, being said, if we had a set, I don't think we had a sex scene with Yennefer. Yes, we did. We did. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to nice. another. Because Yennefer's <laughs> great. Who, the you know Siri is that the other girl? Siri the other is lady? like Siri's our daughter. Excuse I, you. Oh, yeah. I think that there's sexual chemistry. There's there. no sexual oh chemistry. God. You're so wrong on this one, that. dude. No, I do. <laughs> guys, we can honestly, you guys, just wait and see. Wait for the expansion pack or whatever. Wait for like the Netflix show, and that's like the oh main the Netflix love show. That'd be so messed up. I could see them messing that Absolute, up. I do absolutely hope absolutely there will that, be the Netflix show. I do hope that Henry Cavill does wear the fox mask when he has sex in the Netflix show. <laughs> Ooh, the fox mask better be in the Netflix show. <laughs> the fox or mask wasn't important. You made it important. It was barely in the video game. <laughs> yeah, it was truly barely in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that it was allowed to be in the video game for as long as you wanted it to That's was video a game. gift. <laughs> That's the magic of the Ludo narrative. Yeah. We did um, buy, uh, there There was some bad guy named the professor who had little pinsnake glasses, and you can buy his glasses at an auction, <laughs> and we bought his glasses at an auction oh, right. and then wore them, but at the time, we were wearing like all black leather and had the little pinsnake glasses, and we looked like some kind of awful hot topic dude yeah. I just love I just love that in video games you're allowed to be the hero and the savior of everything but still look like absolute dog yeah, shit we look, we look like we argued about atheism on reddit <laughs> <laughs> 
Fuck, we're so deep in the Witcher weeds. I know, I know. Yeah. Okay, we gotta get back. Oh, yeah. uh, Speaking like, why don't we of do weeds, a... how about roses? Yeah, let's do some roses. Let's well, get out of the weeds. Let's do some Dunst, Dunstons and some uh, Mighty Joe Youngs. <laughs> they're they're Dunstan, both awesome. Dunstons, my Dunstan of course. is just Ilsed's backstory. I thought it was really cool, really visual. I felt like I could yeah. see it all happening. I was transported. Uh, anytime we get to watch a story in uh, with Alanis's like hazy bong, hell yeah, that's um, gonna be a Dunstan for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna stack a Dunstan on that Dunstan. It's kind of like uh, <laughs> like a, a Dunstan double stack um, for for Murph for all of the voices and handling uh, multiple characters during that story. Like you you yeah. had like three yeah, to four people to juggle at any given point during that flashback, and you did a great job. Yeah, oh, thank you. that's it. I mm-hmm. mean, that should be like a perma Dunstan. Yeah, every episode. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna check in really quick to the hotel. <laughs> I love it, and uh, and give you a rose for just, even like the subtle uh, reminder of like the Giant Wars. I always think is so oh, cool because yeah. like yeah. the Giant Wars is like this crazy thing that happened that we like live in its shadow, like, but don't yeah, know anything about like, it. Totally. There's so much like remnants of it. It's like the war that brought my parents together. It's like all the, there was so much fallout from it. That, it is uh, very, yeah. it's like our World War One, right? Because it's like, we don't know that. We don't know as much about it as we do yeah. like more recent events. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like, it's the thing that shaped the people that came before us. It's you know like the Clone really Wars. Cool, like, it would be a really cool mix bag one time to do like a flashback episode where we play like three people fighting in the giant in wars. In the giant or wars, yeah. Oh yeah. If we just if we just made you guys three randos. Although I did just suddenly get insecure about the fact that we don't know about anything about the giant wars. I mean not we don't know enough about the giant wars. We should study and history. That's what I'm saying. We're doomed to repeat it. <laughs> Indeed. You're right. As I was kind of planning Ilsed's backstory and everything, I had considered doing some kind of weird interactive thing where you guys basically find out, like it's basically determined what husks Ilsed has based on you guys playing different characters throughout history of like trying to, like 50 years ago, Ilsed enters this temple and finds this thing and you need to try to stop him as these two like, or as these three like dragonborn gods that are, uh, you know, protecting the shrine to this dragon thing. And it was a cool idea, but I was like, this is a campaign. This is a- Yeah. Mm. That's a cool idea though. It it is, I mean, that's the very fun thing about D&D is like sometimes there's so much rolling and like, computer processing almost just going on behind the screen for like story things that you have to figure out like that that could be their own campaign yeah it's almost like there was a campaign before this campaign or something (laughs) yeah interesting (laughs) premise Mm. yeah my 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 concern was that if um you got if, if i set this thing up and you guys did a couple episodes of trying to stop these different husks from getting collected that it would be a bummer to not hear from, you know, Moonshine and Hard One and Beverly yeah. as you guys kind of played these other characters. And it would maybe be a little bit of a weird derailment. Yeah. I don't know. Sounds but... like a nice Patreon exclusive. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. We do got to, um, we're going to be doing our live stream. We got to schedule that. We got to figure that out. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to do that, though. We're oh going to have gosh. a fucking sloppy ass good yeah, time. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I've been reading up on Tomb of Horrors, and I'm actually, uh, a lot of people online are saying that it's 
they made it too easy for 5e, oh. which just means that um, in it, I, I think the 5e one is probably just fair and a, <laughs> a like hard dungeon. The original Tomb of Horrors, the po- there are poison spikes and stuff. Like getting hit by the poison in the original Tomb of Horrors is a Constitution saving throw or a will saving something, and uh, you die if you fail it. It's oh, like Jesus. permadeath, permadeath traps. Whoa. I don't want to die. <laughs> we we have to rescue Binky Fiasco. We can't die. <laughs> well, no, we'll Binky Fiasco. Sure Binky, Binky never goes in first. Binky's a backup. Right. Oh, right. Because we're right. doing as hard on Beverly Moonshine. But Binky is is Binky looming is... if Moonshine dies. <laughs> Binky, Binky yeah, is the, the boundary. I don't want to want Moonshine to die, but I do no. want to play with Binky. I think maybe Binky Fiasco. Well, Moonshine will just play real fast and loose because Emily will want to play Binky. <laughs> yeah, and are just... you going to play Binky Fiasco or do you want Binky Fiasco to be like Balnor? Oh, um, that's a difficult decision. We'll revisit. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you might you might want to interact with Binky, but also you want to be Binky. Oh, no, I'd rather mm-hmm. be Binky. So I mean, you want that's one. why it's a difficult decision. Okay. Maybe we can just, maybe I'll just let you have Binky. And uh, I think let's just play it so that Moonshine's probably gonna die at some point in the night. Oh god! And Binky's just like hot in the barrel. I love the idea of a Binky. It should be at like at four a.m. Like the the, (laughs) the dumbest possible time. Binky 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 has to be level one (laughs) (laughs) or level twenty. I wouldn't even have meta magic. (laughs) Yeah, you wait. Yeah, you'd have like two spells. Murph, can we roll like a D100? And if we get a straight 100, <laughs> Binky is level 20. Why wouldn't <laughs> we just any ro- other roll? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Maybe I any could just roll. roll what if I one. just roll a D20 and that's, and that's what, what level, level Binky is? Because oh. cool. at this point, if, if Binky is anything higher than like level five, you'll figure out a way to play him really good. And that won't be as funny as <laughs> Binky Fiasco. Just I want Binky Fiasco to show up, be fucking insane, and then die so brutally. Yeah. Well, Binky's <laughs> so not. It's like I, it's specifically a character that's going to clash within itself. So even a good Binky is going to be bad. <laughs> uh, he's got to burn bright binky um before we go out i i did have a quick a quick thorn i wanted to offer uh, a quick Whoa. mighty joe young um it's great, a, not great not film. even a mighty it's joe young um a, a, I, we, I a week a week joe old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh the worst sequel um i felt really bad about the like joke i made at moonshine's expense in that episode and i like oh. i tried to apologize for it in the in the game but i felt like bad about it in real life too oh. <laughs> so this is, this I is think me apologizing fine. to emily i mean i guess like i could say i don't know if i should apologize that i had moonshine say something but i felt like when when um, they all started first hanging out like i know moonshine's kind of like low status a lot but like yeah you know, Bev would kind of always make little jokes about her being like gross and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of always would like wrote it off. It's like how, how, how do you like love another character that like kind of like it judges you a little bit? But I kept being like, oh, he's young, he's young. But this just felt so deep into the game that I was like, you know what? I think friends say when someone has hurt their yeah. feelings. So I think that like it, it seems silly to to ne- to just pretend like the character is always okay with her best friend like treating her like a like a high elf might you it know? was absolutely the right decision and i think it's like 
the kind of constant reminder that Beverly needs sometimes, but also yeah. just like, you know, it's it's the sort of thing you do expect from a friend when like things are rough or you're in like a intense situation and you just need someone to like slap you in the face a little bit. But like and, friends do hurt each other's feelings sometimes and say yeah. things that hurt each other's feelings. So, you know, that's kind of realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all, all the threatening calls Jake makes to me late at night. Um, <laughs> yeah. Every... Sometimes you just have to keep your friends in line. Yeah. Again, uh-huh. that's actually say, not about like... the characters. What me and what me and Caldwell are talking about is like Moonshine and Beverly. Right. What you're yeah, talking about is you his, and Jake as people. Yeah, just tense emotional <laughs> abuse uh, that I sustain from Jake Hurwitz when I don't uh, level up his character every session. <laughs> the angry text, the voice notes. Yeah, the all the Instagram DMs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, picture, the pictures of Mer- my cats inside <laughs> my house. The worst part yeah. about it is like the extortion every time you're about to get on the flight before you come here and you threaten to not come unless Murph either gives you money or levels. Right. Or it levels or like upgrades my seat on the on the flight or like buys me a meal. Uh, I request sometimes, even though it's just me, that Murph gets me an Uber Escalade to get to the house. Do you need and a I say, premium? If you don't, if you don't want to... Yeah, if you don't want to part with the cash, then just make me a level 15. That type, that type of shit. <laughs> Either give me Uber Eats or give me 27 AC. <laughs> Whoa, that'd be cool. 27 AC. Oh, I would nice. so oh, take that over the, top any that? amount of cash. <laughs> 32 AC, okay. Yeah, wait, how much money would you pass up to have 27 AC? I'll I would give... pay Murph. Twenty five hundred bucks. Wow. Are we allowed to pay? Can we? Can we make that? This thing? is not. This is not the Diablo three marketplace <laughs> in two thousand twelve. You just gotta ask. You gotta ask. You gotta ask. Yeah. You simply. Well, I, you, gotta, no, you simply must. You gotta tell angrily at four a.m. Yeah. yeah. How about this? A long voicemail. You get three gifts. And two of them aren't good, but there's a chance that the third one might be 27 AC, and we'll make it like a randomized system of boxes Ooh, full of loot, mm, and then like we can good. pay money to you, and if there's a chance that we could get a really good gift if we pay you the money. How does that sound? Has anyone done that? Uh, yeah. yeah. And they, they sell them to kids. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's just gambling. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, let's wrap this one up. Thank you guys All so right. much for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode and another short rest. Caldwell, why don't you take us out? Oh, thank you all uh, so, so much for listening. Get ready to roll them threatening Jake dice. Rolling with, with, the with a little Jake gusto, dice. you fuckers. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>